Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to My Big Idea, an ASOS podcast. I'm Naomi and here with me today is Clara Amfo, presenter of Radio One's Live Lounge. Clara started off broadcasting at Kiss FM and now chats to a million listeners daily on Radio One. Here's Clara's big idea. So hello Clara. Hi. And welcome to um, the glamorous canteen of ASOS HQ in Camden, North London. How are you? I'm really well and I'm actually really impressed by your canteen to be honest. I'm looking at your menu for today, it looks delicious. Have you got canteen envy? I actually do. The BBC canteen, even though it's famous, I'm not going to lie, sometimes it can be a bit hit and miss, but right <laughs> here I'm looking at, ooh, dingley del pork, organic chocolate chicken, free range eggs, <laughs> dead and veiled beef, ooh, delicious, quite hungry to be honest. Um, indeed. So we were going to chat a little bit about your career and how you became such a massive success on the radio and so I just wanted to start by taking you back to kind of how you first got into the industry um, and it was at, at Kiss FM. Yeah it was. Which is the London station, no it's all across the country. Well Kiss initially was a London based station but yeah it's, it's pretty much national now um, and it's humongous. I think their current tagline is the beat of the UK <laughs> which, is, which is quite something and it's true like it was it was an amazing place to work like I loved working at Kiss. I started out there as a marketing intern and I was only supposed to stay there for about three months I ended up staying for about I think almost six years you know. Really? Like fresh out of uni pretty much I just I loved it so much and it was such a great experience just because commercial radio is quite different to um, BBC where you know it's very dependent on big sponsors and stuff but at the same time there's probably less people working around like radio shows and all the projects and everything that goes with it so everyone had to kind of spread themselves out so a you bit. you have to do more. Exactly but it was but if anything that was that was the best thing about it because I made myself kind of indispensable I think we all did so I was there as a marketing intern but I ended up being the assistant to the head of music on the radio station I ended up like looking after the payroll for the street team I was outside getting Vox Pops like on Oxford Circus when it was pouring down with rain just begging people to like you know say what things What were you interviewing people about? Oh, like gosh. STDs and embarrassing things like that No do you know what nothing, music. nothing like that it was mainly music so we'd have to get people to do these um, little ideas that'd be like hi my name's Seven Seven Kiss is my station and like I'd have to get them I'd have to get those recorded off oh, the street but then bad. yeah no it wasn't nothing nothing too nothing too uh, <laughs> nothing too shady it was Right. So would that be a good piece of advice from you then to just be in the right place at the right time? doesn't matter if you're not interested in marketing because you want to be in that building to try and get a DJ gig. Yeah, I think it's about, A, I think it's about having passion first and foremost, that you've got to be into what you want to do, even if what, you know 
what's presented to you at the start may not be the right thing because I think a lot of people are just like oh you know I think in all walks of life especially in, in careers where a lot of people think I'm in the right do, right building doing the wrong thing I wish I was doing that and I think all these things can can happen you can you can get that promotion you can get that career you can get that move across to whatever department but sometimes yeah you do have to start out doing maybe not what you imagine sometimes that can be the beauty in like career journeys I think a lot of the time we're like oh my gosh I've got to this and you have this one vision and sometimes you find yourself doing something by accident that you love even more than what you wanted to do in the first place do you know what I mean yeah and then how did it actually happen that you got your first show on Kiss was it like someone was off sick and then you were like don't worry I'm really good at chatting <laughs> I'll do it or was it a bit more it was Christmas time actually that, that um, gave me my first radio break like, on, on air as you as I guess you uh, know I do I can talk quite a bit <laughs> <laughs> and um, it came up to it was Christmas time I think Christmas maybe 2008 2009 times yeah. and quite a few DJs have gone away to you know like play out overseas or just you know had one time off like, with their family and my old boss Andy Roberts who still runs Kiss he said oh Clara do you want to do some cover shows and obviously I was like uh, yeah because so, at this point I was working in the office just still being everybody's assistant but they'd use me a little bit for voiceovers and things but never to do a full show so he was like do you want to re- pre-record a few shows over Christmas to go out over Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and I said absolutely jumped at the chance At- yeah so I just went straight for it and did it and from then on he was like do you know what you weren't bad you were alright so he gave me <laughs> the overnight show to do um, as well as work in the office so what I would do is never sleep ever well there was a bit of that because luckily the overnight show was pre-recorded so what I would do is Monday to Friday I'd work in the office and I'd at like yeah like about 9 till probably 6pm then straight after I would pre-record the overnight show and that would take me about an hour to pre sometimes two hours because I was such a perfectionist I'd want to pretty much do it in real time Aww. and so I'd do that and then from then it just built and built then I finally got given my first live show which was 4am till 6am on Saturday morning oh my goodness <laughs> that was like my first like live 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 show and I remember I was so nervous but I, I loved it man so it's yeah. like the music on Kiss is like a lot of um like, young people's music like dance music hip yeah, hop and R&B, stuff like that drum and bass house like all of it yeah so all the who do you think was listening at four o'clock in the morning and stuff like that people well, who were still up or was it people like farmers and train drivers and stuff it's an interesting one actually you'd be surprised at, as to who's listening to radio <laughs> at, at these hours because um, funnily enough over on Radio 1 I covered my mate Gemma Kearney's show her, well, her old show yeah but yeah. She, she's moved on now from early breakfast but I covered that show and yeah the, the spread of people is quite something you know you've got people People are still out from the night before who are still just like still on it <laughs> you've got like you know mums who've been woken up by like y- y- by their you know their out of control two year old who just won't go to sleep but yeah you've got the truckers the farmers milkmen <laughs> like people who are up cramming for revision like so many different types of people listen at, at those bizarre hours you'd be surprised and they all get in touch with you because there's no one to talk to in their, yeah basically in their own place. well I think radio is um it's a companion for a lot of people you know it's, it's consistency you everyone has their favourite shows and you know that a specific time on a specific day you know you can always switch on at 10am and, and I'll yeah. be there or you'll switch on at 6.30 and Grimmie's there it's that it's famili- that familiar voice exactly. becomes your little friend indeed they don't know you yeah there is that too <laughs> and then from doing overnight shows on Kiss where did you go to next was that to one extra so yeah so from doing the overnight shows on Kiss I was then offered to leave the office to become a presenter full time on Kiss because even then by that point she was point, still working yeah man admin. and I was doing Saturday mornings live by 
by, oh gosh, I think July of 2013. So what I was doing was working in the office Monday to Friday, then coming in Saturday morning, doing my show 6am till 10am. So I was doing that and then my boss was like, okay, do you know what? It's time you leave the office now. We're going to get you just presenting full time. So then I was doing the drive time show. So I was doing, yeah, four till seven. No, three till seven, Monday to Friday with a guy so called Michael. Half the day, basically. Yeah, pretty much. And um, I was doing that radio show. But then all the while, I was slyly demoing for one extra on the side, which is a little bit naughty. So um, you just had your eye on the prize. I did. And you wanted to move up a little bit. Yeah, because don't get me wrong, a Kiss is an incredible station. I'm, I'm still such a fan. Like It's amazing what they do. But I love BBC programming so much, like the resources and just the creativity. I always admired it. So, um I slyly made a demo for one extra. They liked what they heard and they kept getting me in for secret demos. I did about eight for them and then they offered me the job to come over and do the weekend breakfast show. Amazing. Yeah, so I left Kiss uh, July 2013. They did get quite a lot of the money's worth out of you at Kiss. Hey, well, there you you go. You can't feel bad. Yeah, don't feel bad. Don't get me wrong, I was gutted to leave. But this is it. You know, I I love the people there so much and I was gutted to leave. But when the BBC asks you to come over, you don't don't say no. And did you... (laughs) Amazing. And had you, like, trained in broadcasting or did you do a drama degree or anything like that? How did you... um, get qualified I went to university Um, so I went to uni and I studied media arts with professional creative handwriting yeah that's it media arts with professional creative writing that was it which sounds so like wishy-washy but I honestly truly did learn a lot and I studied that at St Mary's Uni which is part of the University of Surrey and in my last module we had to do radio production and that's when I just totally fell in love with like the idea of really trying to make a career out of it because I've always been a radio fan yeah. but to learn how to make it and to create it I was this. just oh yeah loved it so you were able to imagine yourself really doing it for real yeah totally you doing it at college mm. and um, oh something else I wanted to ask you about was um I'm a journalist so I know a lot about this but did you have to work for free to get in did you have to intern or before before kiss or and how did you make that manage with you with your lifestyle did you have to make any sacrifices oh gosh yeah I, I did a little bit of like hospital radio bits and bobs um, I, I used to hang out because I'm from Kingston originally and the local radio station at the time was called Thames FM but now they've rebranded as Radio Jaggy um, but I went there <laughs> a few times right, straight out of the um, Alan Partridge it did, film it did uh-huh. um, um, but yeah just all, all different bits and bobs but actually my kind of formative times at Kiss you know I got paid quite, you know, a starter's wage when I joined there, but there were so many extra hours of overtime that I did, you know, for no money, but I did it because I I just, I loved it. And I think a lot of people shouldn't poo-poo the idea of working for free. Don't get me wrong, I think if you're doing work experience or you're doing an internship, at least try to fight to get, like, you know, your travel covered and your lunch if, if, if the people are really if the people are really lovely but I think people do have to stand sometimes you, you do you are gonna have to work long hours for, for little to no money but if you truly love it you're not really gonna care well that was me especially anyway especially if you can see yourself progressing I yeah. suppose if it's not if it's not going anywhere it'd be a bit harder yeah but l- luckily I, I have my I have my vision so it, it worked out right with the, with, the, with the help of a lot of decent people as well I have to say had a good support network 
Um, and how about your kind of on-air persona and stuff like that and staying calm when unexpected things happening <laughs> or forgetting your words or how have you kind of honed that or did you find it easier to start with? It's an interesting one, actually. I think it, it depends because um, I'll be straight up, straight up honest with you. Like, you know, doing this brand new show that I've started, taking over from Fern, I'm not going to lie, I was so nervous really um, when I first started because it's a national huge radio show <laughs> and don't get me wrong one extra I'm still again I'm still one extra's biggest fan I love that station like to, to life but you know the, the volume of listeners in comparison to Radio 1 or One Extra is huge so you know even these past few weeks I've had to really relearn my kind of tips about staying calm and just like knowing what you're going to want to say and are you actually and, conscious of the number of people listening yes and no just, when I'm when I'm in it and I'm doing it I'm not really thinking, oh my gosh, there's this amount of million people listening. It only becomes really apparent to me when I'll get a text from like a random part of the UK that I've never been to before. I'm like, how do you know about me? Like, oh yeah, of course, you listen to me on radio, duh. Like, you know, or if someone, you know, all, all of a sudden I get loads of followers on my Instagram, I'm just like, how do you know about me? I'm like, oh yeah, forget, I do a national radio show. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a bizarre, bizarre thing. Because obviously I am not in your car with you. I, I, don't, I don't see people listening to me. I, I'm the one providing the action, but I don't see it happen. So no. it's quite it's quite an interesting one. But I've definitely had to relearn, just how to chill and just enjoy it. And then I am. And would you say that your sort of personality on air is just a hundred percent you? Or I would say so. Yeah, yeah I would. I you, would say you're so. You're just on a good day. Yeah, like I'm just I'm a pretty chill person. I can be quite hyperactive when I get excited about things, and I start <laughs> speaking really quickly. And nobody can understand what I'm saying. That's me to be like that fast. But then, like you know, but then I can have my days where I'm just mega chilled, and it's all good. But no, I think listen. The most important thing about any type of broadcast, and it's such a cliche, but it's so true, is that you've got to be yourself. Because the minute you try and act like you're somebody that you're not, people see through it, and they don't. And they don't want to, you know, invite you into their homes, and, it's not, and they're not bothered by what you say or what you've got to it's give all, to it's all about wise. the realness amen absolutely and then um, you just mentioned briefly your instagram feed yeah. so i was going <laughs> to ask you about that as a kind of topic yeah um everything these days is all about social media so have you had to come up with a social media strategy <laughs> for yourself you know, I, I, how does it tie in with climbing the career ladder i 100 percent have not had a social media strategy like to even have to think about that does make me cringe a little bit it's a bit like oh gosh no I just post up what I like to be fair I never I never post up anything that I think is going to hurt anyone's feelings or, or offend anyone but to be honest I don't really it's not something that I, something that I do anyway but most of the things I most what do I mainly share I mainly share screen grabs of my iPod or like tunes I'm playing out in the studio or my trainers I'm a bit of a trainer obsessive so I usually do snap like all I like these today. So you're creating your own little brand. Yeah. Way, even though it feels natural, it's kind of, oh, I'm in, very into music. So you kind of music things. And, cakes. and then trainers. <laughs> cakes. Yeah. If you go to a gig or a club, do you feel that you have to kind of check in or represent I never I never I never do that thing where you like where you're like oh guess what I'm, I'm definitely here so people can see my whole map some I don't really turn my location you know I think it's I think it's a bit a little bit odd and when you were going through your kind of career things in radio one because you started at the chart show at the beginning of this year yeah that was uh, January 25th yes I, you never forget these dates yeah and um, already within a, a mere matter of months you're doing the morning slot which is called the live lounge in Indeed. And so did Radio 1 bosses and stuff ask you about your followers and your 
social media or anything no, like that. No, they didn't actually, because again, they're on because their main thing is just about making decent radio. Obviously we can't ignore the fact that we are just in like in a social media age but there was no type of thing of like oh Clara I've seen you've got uh, only this amount of followers on, on Twitter can you up that now that you're going to be doing this show there was never any conversation like that at all and I don't think there ever would be like oh, their main cool. thing is do your job properly yeah. <laughs> but like first of all like because it, it's all well it'd be all well and good me having you know 200,000 Twitter followers if I can't you know talk about tune properly or like press the button then I'm screwed <laughs> That's the main thing. Yeah. And was it was it quite hardcore going getting a new job at, at Radio One? And do they have like a lot of interviews, or is it all based on people listening to your show and just thinking? When you say a lot like of interviews, that? do you mean me getting an artist or press that I've had to do um, for you? So, oh, pre- oh, well, like job interviews. So when you before you got the chart show, yeah. how did they choose you? This is the funny thing. It just got offered it to me. I just, it just, it literally just got offered to me. I didn't have to audition, or maybe I was auditioning. And I didn't even realise. I think that's the thing. When my, when my boss brought me in, he said, "Oh, you know, we heard the work you did when you covered this person's show, and we, and we, and we've been seeing how you've been doing on your own show, and we, and like we really liked what you do. So we want to give you the chart." And I was like, "Oh, all right, thanks." Didn't realise that you were looking, <laughs> listening that hard, but I, I, I guess they were, and I think that's what's trickled over into. Um, this new slot so you know it's, it's again that was another complete out of the blue yeah surprise it's it, you know the live lounge it's such an iconic show it's a show that I've listened to and, and, and loved but I didn't walk into that building thinking that I was going to get it like if you told me when I left Kiss that oh yeah you'd be taking over Fern Cotton in 18, 18 months a year I'd be like Psh about please like because it hasn't even been two years since I've been there but it's Aww. but it's happened and I think it just goes to show you, do you know what you should never underestimate yourself but also never be afraid if your quote unquote plan doesn't go you know the exact way that you think because it, career can surprise you like definitely so you just have to work hard and yeah. then when something comes along seize it seize the day 100% um, I was going to ask you about your friends because you're kind of friends with a group of quite powerhouse <laughs> sassy women they're some strong ladies <laughs> and guys too big up Martello he's in our, he's in our girl crew even though he's a guy <laughs> and so how does that dynamic work does that has that affected your career has that made it made it easier for you to imagine oh listen my group of friends it's funny I was just with, with my friend Zainab earlier and Zainab's like an incredible writer event producer she's like proper powerhouse and and, and it's weird because I was just saying to her the other day and to actually my friend Zazie because we did the shoot with ASOS with oh, our crew yeah. of friends oh, gosh that was about six months ago wasn't it now it was yeah longer than that yeah a little in while autumn, ago um, Clara and five of her friends um, took part in this shoot for ASOS magazine and the tagline was like we keep the D floor pumping or something yeah, like that yeah we keep the dance floor pumping <laughs> from all her music mogul friends and DJ <laughs> friends how they like to party but um, we know we are the party we, they <laughs> we are like the, party. They the party they the party <laughs> yeah so you're all kind yeah. of making yourselves quite known in your respective industries mm. and how is that is that is it like being in a collective and how has it helped you it's still it's a really it's a really lovely time actually for all, all me and my friends just because we've all been with each other from all of our come ups because don't get me wrong it's not like we all, it was all like ta-da oh great you're doing this radio show you're you're a really uh, like successful A&R you're a really successful like clothing brand 
you know, yeah. um, CEO. It, it wasn't like that at all. We've all seen each other when we were struggling with, you know, no money, all at like intern level, <laughs> doing God knows what for how many hours. Like we've all kind of come up together, which and which has been lovely. And we're all each other's cheerleaders, and it's, it's a really, it's a really lovely, especially at the moment, especially like I say, the last like 2014 and like and this year so far has been a really, really great career-wise for all of us. And it's just been wicked just to kind of have each other's back. But the thing is, it's not. But I think the thing is, it, it's been really organic. It's not like it was like, oh hi. I've seen you. I'm going to be friends with you because I can see you're going to be really successful in the future. And da 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 da. da. We were all just friends naturally. I think yeah. we all actually probably we all met each other at Raven, Raven, most of us, and just from like round the way and stuff. But also, yeah, because we have kind of crossed over like, on our intern path, and we've all just kind of you know risen up together. And it's and it's and it's a really cool dynamic because we we can all help each other out as well, which yeah. is nice. Um, it's quite mad, isn't it, when people that you used to seeing like for going out nighttime fun time stuff and then it's all getting a bit professional I know we're all, we're all pretending to be grown ups it's, it's quite really, something <laughs> but you're still going out and kicking it oh yeah weekend. no defo it was all deviation on uh, Saturday night Benji B's Benji night B's in the yeah. East London yeah which is really really cool which yeah like my friend produ- helps produce another friend DJs that and stuff so but yeah so it's cool how these things yeah cross over so I'd say actually to any girls listening if you're in a if you're in a you know creative group of, of friends and you can all help each other out hold on to that because it's gonna it, you're gonna have such a great time just like bringing each other up in the future and you and it'll be just it's just and it's such a lovely thing to us to work with each other and collaborate with each other and, and you can end up just being each other's business partners as well as mates yeah, yeah. amazing and who else has helped you in your career have you had like um, mentors in the radio industry is there anyone you want to Oh um, gosh, so many people. It's I, I, again. I've been so fortunate to have amazing people just have my back and really want to support me, um, especially in radio. Um, oh goodness me! Well, starting out at Kiss, like EZ, like amazing in DJ EZ. He's a wicked, really cool, positive, like focused guy. And even though he's like specialist, D, like specialist DJ, not necessarily kind of hi guys, what's going on, kind of DJ. Just his work ethic and his manner is really inspiring because he's so successful and he's a worldwide known brand you know you ask anyone if, if he could be a bit intimidated by him yeah but he's loving he's so vibes and he's wicked and I think for me that's what you should he, uh, that's what I aspire to because he's so successful and he's he's not an idiot he's just a really cool guy just works hard and that's something to aspire to um oh gosh at Radio 1 like half the people I work with now to it's like Gemma Kearney is incredible she's such a wonderful like she's lovely very cool woman as well, she's wicked she? man Gemma's vibes she's so outspoken says what she thinks she's unashamedly herself I think she's amazing Sarah Cox is like really cool I've worked with her a couple of times and she's somebody that I grew up listening to you know on Radio yeah. 1 who I love Trevor Nelson is like an extremely good friend and <laughs> mate like honestly everyone it's it's so cliche and it sounds so sickly and so lovely and so like oh my god so shameless we're like just hanging out you know having chocolate digesters <laughs> and being like oh my god just yacht. being great Huh? On Trevor Nelson's yacht. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't own a yacht, to, to be fair, but I'm sure, I'm sure he could afford one. But, oh, like, but yeah, he's written that illusion that but um no he's a, his house is amazing though but yeah but everyone just yeah i've been surrounded by people who've just given me fantastic uh, fantastic advice and 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 being good to kind of model yourself on yeah definitely and everyone's and do you know the main thing is as well everyone's got a great attitude like actually just in like in april i went to annie max festival and, oh, in and malta. yeah and she, she listen she, yeah in malta she smashed it but do you know watching her work around it she was so calm and just actually let us off enjoy it and i was like you're 
bad, man. Like, you know, she's got this amazing DJ career. She, she's a mother as well. Like, she, she's got amazing business acumen. She has a special energy reserve. No, she really does. And it's that incredible to watch. people don't have. It's, but you know what the most important thing is? She's a decent person. She's actually, she's a nice, and she's a nice woman. And she's just safe. And she just gets on with it. And again, that's what I aspire to. Just going to juggle all those plates, but... In a, in a vibesy way. <laughs> <laughs> and have there any been any setbacks or disasters that you've had to overcome or Ooh. resolve? It doesn't have to be like a major thing. It could be... Do you know what? I think it's actually just within myself. I think it's about um, confidence and just like knowing your worth and just staying focused. Because, you, listen, nobody is is kind of safe from their own insecurities in the same way I think nobody's safe from their own ego it's that it's that proper flip side especially in kind of you know like in in broadcasting jobs because you're putting yourself out there to the public hoping that they will accept what you do and say that and, generates and, a bit of anxiety and yeah and just be down with it it's like you know well, are people going to like what, what I'm into what I've got to say in x y and z and like am I good enough to do this job but of course you have these questions going going through your mind and I think I'd almost be more freaked out if I didn't think those things so I think it'd be a bit arrogant if it's like oh my god everything I do is just so great and I'm just so perfect <laughs> and like you know there's every time I do a link I'd say to my producer like, was, was that okay could I have said that a bit slower did I miss out this bit of information I'm always second guessing myself and there's nothing wrong with that but I think yeah there have been times that when you know I have suffered a few confidence crises like oh wow should a bit of imposter syndrome like oh gosh do I belong here should I really be doing this it's like well no should is it be. scary at the BBC it's not do you know it's not scary it's just I will say it's overwhelming but in a good way but it's it's over but I think on a on a funny day you could you could be a bit thrown by it because listen every time I walk into that building I'm just like blood am I allowed to swear on this I'm not allowed to really yeah, it doesn't matter. okay well okay every time I walk Go into wild. into broadcasting house I'm just like fucking hell because it's it's a humongous building. You see the like three letters BBC. Every day I walk in, Harry I'm just Styles like, just walks past you on the you left. Do see, you do see a random pop star like floating around, <laughs> and like you know, you'll see like all the news readers like outside like having their like coffee break. I'm like, oh my god! But you read the news at 10 p.m. You're not supposed to be. It's like seeing your teacher outside of school. It's you know, it's, it's quite it's quite something. But you know, it's it's like wow, this is the BBC, and, and every day walking to that building it takes my breath away. And I'm like, wow, okay, I get to work here, and it, and it does, and it does make you think okay this this is this is a real deal man you can't you can't mess about have fun obviously but I want to be good at my this job this is real life yep, real absolutely yeah and then um has anyone given you any amazing career advice that you've used as a mantra for yourself yeah again it does come back to the cliche of be yourself because there's no point because it is it is so much better to be disliked for being yourself than to be loved you know pretending to be somebody that you're not or pretending to be somebody that's going to fit into what you think people's ideals are of what it is to be a likable broadcaster so to speak so yeah be yourself and it's about mastering yeah D- uh, DYD that's sort of Angie Greaves what's told DYD Angie Greaves is the presenter of, of Mellow Magic and Magic FM and uh, yeah because we used to share a building with her when I was in Mellow Kiss. Magic yes yeah, so you know you know the, we all pretend that we don't what listen to mini cab drivers exactly love. anytime you're in any type of mini cab you know that you're they're listening to Mellow Magic but um, Angie <laughs> She used to, we used to share the studio because Kiss the Magic used to be in the same, the same floor. And she was one of my kind of radio radio mentors because she's inc- incredible. And she said to me, yeah, DYD, demo, you know, um, what was it?
what's the word dominate your demographic and she meant it in a way I know it's not crazy DYD dominate your demographic that was your DYD baby DYD she just said it to me but I think but I think her point was it's about knowing your lane and just owning it and, and enjoying it you know I'm not out here you don't try and be all things to all people exactly exactly know your lane stick with it and, and, and enjoy it and, and roll with it that's not to say you can't grow as, as, as somebody it's not to say that you can't try new things but it's about having your core sort of you know values as to as to who you are as like as a as a broadcaster and and just and sticking with that and, and trying to enjoy that rather than yeah it's like I'm not going to try and go out here and try and be you know um Gemma because I can't be Gemma in the same way Gemma can't be me me and Gemma aren't going to go out here and try and be I don't know uh Grimmy because we can't be Grimmy and Grimmy can't be us it's that it's that thing you just got to it's quite good advice yeah. for life in general really yeah, isn't man. it especially when you're young if you're going to uni or something like that or when you're finding your way any mega mega career highlights that stick in your brain I was thinking of people that you've interviewed maybe like big pop stars but it could be anything so yeah, there's been so many career highlights because I'm not somebody that likes to dwell on the past I'm very much kind of like forward 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 but in, yeah but you must have a few special yeah I mean there's been I got nominated memories. for a Sony radio award which is like the kind of Oscars of radio I got That's nominated mega. for Rising Star which was very lovely that was really sweet um, oh well done Get, get starting the show to be honest like you know starting this 10 to 1 slot it's it still blows my mind that I get to do it because again you're the new fan well I'm the, I'm, I'm the, I'm the new me I'm the, <laughs> I'm the new me I'm not I'm not trying I think someone says to me like oh those are big shoes to fill fern cotton's like well look, I'm not trying to wear fern shoes I'm trying to you know wear my own yeah and but you know, and, and fern gave me that same advice you know it's just about enjoying it and and taking it on for me and I think yeah that's definitely been a highlight I think being given this show because it's something it's you know as a radio lover and as a radio just appreciator aficionado yeah I don't know it's, 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 it's a, a big, show that it's I've a big deal. yeah it's a show that I've listened to and loved for so long so to be offered it was a flattering very scary I'm not going to lie but a, a really <laughs> big highlight like one I'll never forget I remember my boss he, he brought me in from a meeting I didn't know what was going on he said oh Clara remember, remember this day and I said why it's like <laughs> because this is the day no he really did say it like this like proper hand up the drama I was like because this is the day you got offered the 10 to 1 set on Radio 1 and I was just like oh Oh my god, oh. that is so, so dramatic! Yeah. It was so dramatic, no, and he I'm... loved it. And he loved seeing how I was like freaking out and crying. It was very Simon Cowell esque. You know, when they do that thing on Xbox when they try and fake you out, like, yeah. well, you better go home and tell your mum that you're coming back for the second <laughs> round. Like, do you know, it was it was very much like that. But yeah, um, I was going to ask you one more thing. Yeah. Um, can you recommend any sexy new tunes for the summer? Oh, what are you um, hitting repeat on? Oh, there's so many people that I like right now. What do you want, like three tunes? Yeah, if you've got them. Okay, so there is this girl called Alessia Cara who I think is awesome yeah. and she's got a new tune out called Here and it samples an old Portishead song actually um, Glory Box by oh, Portishead oh I know who are. yeah so Alessia Cara she's 18 she's from Canada and she sampled that Portishead song and it's so cool and it's quite, it's quite a sexy moody song but it's yeah. just quite a nice kind of I don't know I'm chilling out it's summertime gonna listen to this like I don't know like in a hammock somewhere watching or just the sun in the go park. down yeah it's, yeah. Quite, it's quite a dark but sexy tune um, oh there's this guy called Dornick on 
I'm obsessed with. I love him. He's Jesse Ware's old drummer, actually. Oh, right. Um, so I first saw him sing when he was um, he was drumming for Jesse Ware. But, um, you know, there's that song that she sings with Santa called Valentine. Really beautiful I'm song. I'm going to say yes. I know that tune. You, you blatantly know. I'm sure you guys listening know that song. It's a great song. It's on Jesse Ware's first album. But he he stepped off and sang it with her live and I became obsessed with him. And he's got a tune singing out. singing drummer. Yes, the singing drummer, Dornick. And he's got a tune out called Drive, which I love. And it's a proper, like, chill summer drum. If you love Frank Ocean and you love The Week, you'll love Dornick Defo um, oh gosh what else do I like oh there's so many people I could literally go on for ages and ages and ages okay what do you want female male what genre what's a dancey one? Oh, dancey one okay tell you what's a tune I really do like um, Distortion <laughs> yeah um, who produced uh, what's his face uh, Festus Gank for Lethal B he's, oh, right. he's hooked up with um, Sasha Keeble who's on the Disclosure album and um, this guy called Style G and it's a tune called I think it's called Put Your Love On Me Put Your Love On Me that's it yeah and it's quite like a carnival got like a dance hall kind of like but big like bassy sound to it and it's just a good good little raven tune oh that sounds like a yeah. good tip Oh, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you for allowing me to talk as much as I have. <laughs> I know I do talk a lot, but I don't well, believe in small talk. It bores me. It's all pearls of wisdom for the almanac. Thanks, Clara. Thank you. Thank you for listening to My Big Idea, an ASOS podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Acast, iTunes or your favourite podcast app. And of course, tune in next week for more My Big Idea. I'm Dori Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today we're talking about Club Med, the best all-inclusive getaway for families. Today, Club Med has nearly 70 resorts worldwide, from beachside resorts in the Caribbean and Mexico, to magical locations in the Maldives and Morocco, to ski resorts in the mountains from Canada to the Alps. Between their all-inclusive family programming, wellness offerings, land and water sports, and their French heritage-inspired food and drink offerings, Club Med is the best way to elevate your family getaway, no matter which location you're at. To learn more, visit clubmed.us.